Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. It is March 2nd, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Brenda, I am going to start out this morning with a very profound quote. Oh, okay. okay. Is this going to set me up for just a really great day to ponder this? I think it is, yes. Okay. And then you can uh, guess who said this. All right. Let's hear it. You ready? Yes. Today you are you, that is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. Oh, well, thank you for that. My best guest is Dr. Seuss. You are correct. He is wise. He is wise. Isn't that great? I love it. Today you are you, that is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. I love it. Now, yeah. what is that just a quote or is that from one of his books? That is a quote from what I can read about it. I was just looking at this very briefly, very quickly this morning. The reason I do this is because today is National Read Across America Day, which coincides with the birthday of Dr. Seuss. Uh, today is his birthday, yeah. or would have been, I guess, his birthday, and maybe in heaven, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Seuss. Wow. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that if I went home this afternoon, or I'm probably, look, even, we've got a bookcase in our bonus room that's got a myriad of different things that we have yeah. collected over the years that we just can't seem to part ways with. I know what you're saying. I'm pretty sure there's a several Yes. Dr. Seuss books. Who doesn't have a Dr. Seuss Who doesn't Seuss have book? it? Yeah. Uh, which which one would be, like, if you were to look on your shelf, which ones would you definitely keep and know that, yeah, that's the, those are the Dr. Seuss books we're going to keep forever? I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. That's a classic. It is a classic. Who, who doesn't want to have that one? <laughs> I know it. That's such a good one. Uh, what's the other one that's the Cat in the Hat? Cat in the Hat. Yeah, that's, that's a right. pretty popular that's one. That's a real popular one. Yeah. I think I can remember for our daughters when or when they were graduating, I think I got them the book, Oh, The Places You'll Go, mm-hmm. which is a great one. Yeah. And not as much for kids, but as, as for young people kind of getting out there. Wasn't there also one like um, Hop on Pop? Yeah. Was that one of might, Dr. Seuss's Might be. Books? Might or uh, Horton Hears a Who. Horton Hears a Who, of N- course. Now is... The know, Lorax. I can't think. Is is How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Is That's that, Dr. Seuss. Is that Dr. Seuss? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely well, it is. That's a pretty, pretty big one, too, I'd say. <laughs> Generations yeah. of people grown up and listening and reading Dr. Yeah. Seuss. So what a wonderful day. What yeah. a wonderful memory. So National Read Across America Day is really the idea to encourage children to read oh and to read to children for sure so they can develop great reading habits and as people of a certain generation david i would say no matter where technology goes it will never be the same as opening up the pages of a book totally agree yeah yeah totally it it just won't it just can't i have never been able to adapt 
to reading on the the screens. Uh huh. Yeah. For okay. for whatever reason, the light of the screen just is not conducive for me. I I know that there is a group of people that will read like if the, you enjoy reading lots of novels. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you travel on airplanes a lot, that they find that those readers yeah. are are good for that. But you know when you're coming to these classics with kids and you're teaching them to read and yeah. Get the book. Yeah. Just get the book. It, Powell's Books, We used, that used to be an event when our kids were little. Oh, it's amazing. We're going to go to Powell's Books, and Scott would go look at books, and me and the kids would go and, and into the play area and all of the books. they just let you read them. Oh, yeah. And then Scott would, after he was done looking, he'd come back and read with the kids, and then I'd go look. I mean, we could spend hours there. It's interesting, too, Powell's Books, how widely known that oh. bookstore is you'll read like mm-hmm. when celebrities come to town and you know they'll talk to them. what did you do oh i had to go to pal's books had to go to pal's books it's a bookstore that takes up an entire city block yeah i mean that's fantastic don't they have a great like sculpture like a pillar or something that's that's books like, oh big yeah ones out in front it's right. real iconic also so yeah well i'm sure that uh maybe pals is doing something special today yeah hopefully so so happy birthday dr seuss oh, well i'd like that yeah. that's a great start i love it what do you have coming up today well it is a difficult morning though in greece many travelers on the passenger train in greece were traveling home from an event to honor the beginning of lent pope francis sends a message to those impacted all right and we haven't done it in a while but we're going to give you a COVID update in the oh. state and yeah pretty encouraging news too fantastic we got a great show ahead for you this thursday morning we're going to start things now with audrey Assad, lenten music and restless we are the morning blend right here on mater day radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life
That is Audrey Assad with Lenten Music, Restless. 7-Eleven at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's David and Brenda with you on this Thursday morning. Hey, Miriam Marston, our good friend from Blazing the Trail. She's going to join us next, and we're going to talk about our Lenten journey. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to His infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of His merciful love. O my God, I ask of Thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly Thy holy will, to accept for love of Thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Prayer is one of the three pillars of Lent, and Materday Radio is ready to offer up your special intentions during this holy season. Our committed team of prayer warriors wants to hear from you by clicking Pray on the Hail Mary Media app or materdayradio.com. Call them directly with your request at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. You can keep praying with Mater Dei Radio during Lent through our daily broadcast of the celebration of Holy Mass, the mysteries of the Rosary, and the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Plus, their stirring Lenten reflections, special features on the morning blend, and the Stations of the Cross of Our Lord's Passion at 7 o'clock on Friday nights. Pray your way through Lent into Easter with the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.14 here at Mater Dei Radio. Well, clouds have increased as the next system moves in for today, bringing with it more snow from the mountains and rain down to the valley floor. Now, elevations above 1,500 feet going to see the snow today. And highs, well, only getting us to the mid-40s today. Now, overnight, we're going to be above freezing down to the mid-30s. And then Friday, it's going to look a whole lot like today, David. Rain's going to keep up through the weekend. All right. It is 43 degrees at St. Charbel Church in Portland. And it is 42 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, she is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening at 730 right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. And the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard, we welcome Miriam Marston. Good morning, Miriam. 
Good morning, David. It's great to be on with you all. Well, it's always great to talk with you. And uh, here we are in Lent in March, off to the Lenten start. Oh, Lent is going great so far. It's one of those seasons, you know, a week or so in, two weeks in, and it's like the new year. Like, you know, I remember when we talked, David, about not wanting to do everything for a new year resolution. And I find myself with a similar attitude in Lent that, you know, what is the Lord really asking me to focus on? And let me not get caught up in a very long to-do list, but really let the to-do list, the work of the Holy Spirit be what needs to happen. It's good to kind of examine, okay, where am I in Lent and what's the Lord really, uh, yeah, wanting to do in my life at this time. So do you do anything like you have New Year's resolutions? Do Mm -hmm. you do anything for Lent? Yeah, I mean, sort of the the classic, like, hey, maybe giving up sweets and snacks and things like that. You know, David, one thing I am doing different, and it sounds like a small thing, but I I turned my phone to grayscale. Um, So it's all in black and white. And uh, so it's just just a little bit different, but getting me to look forward to uh, Easter when I can get that splash of color on my phone. (laughs) But the idea is is to sort of limit the attachment that I have to uh, a device, you know. Um, So, yeah. Something a little bit different. No, that's a great idea. I never thought about that, but that yeah. that's that's a pretty cool way to do it, and uh, kind of look forward to then, you know, forty days and and see how it goes. And uh, we all make that journey. Well, of course, you're the faith formation director at Saint Anthony Catholic Church, as I mentioned. So, what are you doing right now as you move through the season of Lent? Yeah, great question. So. Um, Really, the, the focus right now, I continue to, the work with our kids who are preparing, of course, for First Reconciliation and First Communion. Um, but really, a big focus right now is uh, working with those men, women, and children who will be baptized at the Easter Vigil. Um, mm-hmm. And not just baptism, but baptism, confirmation, and First Holy Communion. So up until this point, we've been in the period of the catechumenate. Um, which we've spent a few months in since last fall. And David, I was reflecting on this because, you know, we began with the rite of acceptance last fall mm-hmm. when the catechumens were asked this question. They, they were asked, what do you ask of God's church? And they responded with the word faith. And then they're asked, well, what does faith offer you? And they respond, eternal life. Mm. And I was reflecting on that, that I really liked how the journey for them started there with the statement of their desire for eternal life, because this theme of eternal life begins to really come into focus uh, in this season, preparing for the joy of Easter and, of course, the glory of the resurrection, um, the promise, ultimately, of eternal life in the Holy Trinity. So they started there, and now we moved through the catechumenate. They studied the foundations of faith, um, you know, the Trinity, the Church, the Bible, prayer, sacraments. Uh, We've worked to sort of provide a space for them, David, to ask questions, but also to to cultivate um, a habit of listening to how God is speaking to them through all of these various experiences, through attending Mass, uh, hearing God's words, through the class, but also, David, through the fellowship um, that's been built around the preparation for coming into the church. Um, And God works through that, too. And that took on a a new dimension for them uh, with just recently when we celebrated the rite of election. Mm -hmm. And so on February 26th, we had the rite of sending 
um, at St. Anthony's, um, as it would have happened in parishes really across the country, across the world. Um, so we begin at the parish, and the catechumens, David, they, they come forward, and they're signing, they sign their names in the book mm. that is then presented to the bishop later that day at the cathedral during the rite of election. Again, they're making a public statement about their desire to join the church. Right and to enter into this wonderful family of the mystical body of Christ. And David, I want to add here that I spoke to a few of our parishioners here at the parish in the days following the rite, and so they saw it at the 10 a.m. Mass, and they mentioned to me how inspiring it was um, to see the catechumens take this step and to offer that witness of faith to the rest of the community. And I think, you know, if someone's faith is maybe a little bit stagnant or even lukewarm, it can be a wonderful remedy to to witness the catechumens taking this step because they're expressing a desire to be reborn in Jesus Christ. And so for those in the community like myself, like maybe many of our listeners who were baptized as infants, it's an awesome reminder of our own baptismal identity and what it means to be a son or daughter of God. So I, I just love that they have they show that witness um, at the rite of sending. And then, um, then we did the rite of election at the cathedral. Mm-hmm. Um, and David, you know, this is, for almost all of them, this is the first time they've been to the cathedral. Wow. Um, and they look around, and they see hundreds of people there, from all around the archdiocese. And, you know, I've been telling them this whole time, you know, you're not alone. Um, there are lots of people, you know, around the globe who are in your shoes, who are preparing for this moment at Easter Vigil. But in that moment, it becomes real. They look around that space and they're like, oh, there is a church outside of St. Anthony's. Right. <laughs> there's, exactly. there's, there's a church beyond the church that I've known so far I just, I'm excited that they get to see that and experience it for the first time, that they understand this is a very big community that they are about to enter. So yeah, that was the right of election on February 26th. You know, it strikes me when you say that and the catechumens joining this universal family and what a feeling that must be. Again, you mentioned about many of us, myself included, being a cradle Catholic to see that occurring and as a reminder to us that no matter where we go for the most part in the world there are people there with the same faith that we have we're not alone yeah and that's the word catholic right that it's worldwide it's universal and and again we can talk about it david in our classes and but for them to witness it and for them to feel at home in a space that is not the classroom A or the Mm -hmm. St. Anthony church, I I want them to exactly like you said, to feel at home spiritually kind of wherever, uh, wherever they go. Yeah. Do you ever talk to people who have gone through the RCIA program who are quote graduates, so to speak, and then come back and chat with you later on? You know, a few times, not, you know, I haven't been in this role for very long. True, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and I, my first year was, was all in COVID. And so we didn't oh. even have these rights, really, uh, to begin with. But this is why I am such a big fan of them, because to be totally honest, that first cohort that I worked with who became Catholic that Easter, I have barely had a chance to talk to them since then. 
since a couple of years ago. Sure. And and because so much of our interaction was not personal and it was not again incarnational in that sense that there the connection was I, I hate to say it, it was kind of weak from the beginning. And that's not to say that God wasn't at work, of course. Oh, sure. He was yeah. his grace, his powerful and everything, but in terms of the sense of community I felt that there was a there was a lack there, yeah. and so this is why I really um, am just soaking in these experiences where we have these opportunities for fellowship and connection to the wider community. So, to your question, I I've spoken with a few, I guess, quote graduates right, of yes. RCIA, and in fact, I love having um, where at all possible to have folks come back and speak to the current group of catechumens oh, and yeah. members of the elect because they can provide an encouraging testimony saying, hey, I was there not long ago, and let me encourage you as you uh, approach these it, it just crucial uh, spiritual milestones in your own life. Yeah, so this is awesome for you, too, because this is almost a new step in regards to stepping out of the pandemic, and now here you are more face-to-face, so uh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I would say this is the closest to like a normal year. And of course, with even in that, we had some unexpected snow and ice yes. the weekend of the right. And I'm like, oh, Lord, yeah. will you just give me just a, a wonderful, just normal experience uh, of this? But we'll get there one day. He's going to make you work for it. I love it. Yeah, that, yeah. That's awesome. She is Miriam Marston, of course, host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening, 730 on Mater Day Radio, anytime on the Hail Mary Media app and the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. Miriam, great to talk with you. Great to hear your experiences. And, uh, you know, we just wish you so much joy through this Lenten season. Thank you so much. And yes, if we could all just pray for all of those who will be entering the church at Easter, I would just welcome those prayers from from all of your listeners. Absolutely. You've got it. Well, have a great day. God bless. God bless. And it is 725 here at Mater Day Radio. David, I love Miriam's positive outlook yeah, on life. It's wonderful. Her faith brings her joy. Yeah. And and you can't help but feel that, and it lifts you up so much. That's some of what you'll get when you listen to her show, Blazing the Trail. If you go to our webpage, materdayradio.com, go to our programming menu. You'll pull it down and find Blazing the Trail, along with all of our locally produced shows. And click on Miriam's show, and you'll find her current and all of her past shows archived right there for you to listen to. You also have access to the podcast on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? 
They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 727 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it's been a while, but we'll have a COVID update for you in the news. And Pope Francis recognizes and prays for those impacted by the deadly train crash in Greece. I'll have that story plus more coming up for you in three minutes. Here is Matt Marr and Clean Heart. I woke up this morning whole world was yelling, I wish I was dreaming, all that we'd been through. My soul has been searching for some deeper meaning. I know there's a kindness that leads me to the truth. When everybody's looking for another fight, when trouble's on the rise, no end in sight. Oh, Savior, won't you come and make the wrong things right? Let me be the place you start. Give me a clean heart. Matt Marr and Clean Heart. 731 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
And in your news, the Pope sent a message on Wednesday to express his condolences for Tuesday night's train crash near Greece city of Larissa, assuring those affected of his prayers. Devin Watkins from Vatican News has the report. Pope Francis sent a message on Wednesday to express his condolences for a train crash near the Greek city of Larissa, assuring those affected of his prayers. In response to the tragedy, the Pope conveyed his blessing upon those injured in the head-on collision and the emergency workers who are providing assistance as a pledge of strength and solidarity in the Lord. Entrusting the souls of the deceased to the loving mercy of Almighty God, he wrote, I offer heartfelt condolences to the families who mourn their loved ones. Greece's government has declared three days of national mourning and ordered flags to be flown at half-mast until Friday in honor of those who died in the crash. Many of the passengers were reportedly traveling home after a long holiday weekend to mark the beginning of Greek Orthodox Lent. Well, Greek President Katrina Sekaropoulos cut short a visit to Moldova on Wednesday and expressed her sorrow over the crash, saying, I express my condolences to those who lost loved ones or suffered in this disaster. She said, even at this moment, a life-saving operation is going on to help those who are on this train. Well, as Oregon marks its three-year anniversary of its first COVID-19 case, news a little more positive as there has been an 18% drop in new reported weekly coronavirus cases and an 18-bed drop in hospitalizations connected to the virus. Now, some of those numbers could be attributed to a 13% decline in total tests reported to the state. Needless to say, health officials have not said they are anticipating case or hospitalization surges in the near future. Now, nationally, the continuing positive outlook means the federal public health emergency declared in 2020 will be allowed to expire May 11th in Oregon. A state of emergency prompted by a surge in a variety of respiratory viruses is scheduled to expire next Monday. Now, the state has yet to say when it will lift the most prominent holdover of the pandemic rules, the requirement to wear masks in health care settings. But if the numbers continue to look good, yeah, that could go that away. That could go away. Yeah. That's interesting. I just this week was at the dentist. Yeah. Had to put on a mask. I know. I yeah. was like, wow, I'm not even sure I still have one. Yeah. Fortunately, that uh, everybody was carrying that bag of disposables in their right. glove box. So I did have one to use, but it's good news to hear. Definitely. It only took us three years. <laughs> yes. Well, Portland is set to increase public charging stations for electric vehicles throughout the city to meet the needs of residents who cannot afford to charge their cars at home. Now, on Wednesday, Portland City Council unanimously approved the City Bureau of Transportation's EV charging in the right-of-way project. Now, it will allow vehicle charging companies and utilities to install public chargers in areas throughout the city that currently lack the infrastructure. Now, the program is intended to increase charging reliability, affordability, and access for renters and those living in multi-dwelling units without access to the chargers. Now, the program will install level two chargers, which can fuel up a car about four hours. As the state plans to end the sale of new gas-powered vehicles in 2035, more residents are transitioning to electric ones. The need for EV charging station has increased. As of October 2022, David, there are nearly 60,000 registered electric vehicles 
in the state yeah. of Oregon. And you know that number is going to grow. It's going to continue to go up yep. for sure. Drug maker Eli Lilly will cut prices for some older insulins later this year and immediately expand a cap on costs insured patients will pay to fill prescriptions. The moves announced Wednesday promise critical relief to some people with diabetes who face annual costs of more than $1,000 for insulin they need in order to live. Lilly's changes also come as lawmakers and patient advocates pressure drug makers to do something about soaring prices. Lilly said it will cut the list price for its most commonly prescribed insulin, Humalog, and for another insulin, Humalin, by 70% in the fourth quarter, which starts in October. Now, the drug maker didn't detail what the new prices would be. Patient advocates have long called for insulin price cuts to help uninsured people who would not be affected by price caps tied to insurance coverage. Okay. Well, March 1st marked the first day of meteorological spring. That is hard to tell if you step outside. It was chilly today oh, yeah. coming to work. Now, you may not see any signs of a warm-up this month either, according to KGW meteorologist Chris McGinnis. Now, March 1st is expected to bring a high of 42 degrees, and that's well below the 54 degrees, which is the average high temperature for March 1st. Now, by March 31st, the average high rises to 59 and the low 42 degrees. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Climate Prediction Center released its monthly outlook, and it shows generally cooler than average temperature. The Pacific Northwest is likely to see temperatures upwards of 90 percent below average between March 6th and March 10th. Wonderful. Yeah, below average. <laughs> it's, again, that hedgehog. Yes. If I see him, I'm going to give him a That's punch in the right. nose. Now, you may have heard them talking about that meteorological spring, but what does that exactly mean? Well, they talk about the seasons beginning at the beginning on the calendar based yeah. on the month, whereas the spring systems rely on astronomical astrological signs and okay. the movement of the earth so spring starts march what did we say 20th, 20th. yes 20th that according to the space yes right exactly all right uh sports well you know what what this is when the blazers went into the all-star <sighs> break they said, yeah, we're going to have to start winning now, coming out of the All-Star break. Yes, and, that, and that's, yeah. they're not heeding their own <laughs> advice, are they? They're not. Uh, they were uh, Last night, they were at the Moda Center, and they lost to the New Orleans Pelicans, the final there, 121 to 110. Portland led much of the night against the Pelicans before allowing a 15-4 to run in the fourth quarter that sealed their fate. Damian Lillard led the Blazers 41 points, 8 rebounds. Uh, Jeremy Grant scored 28 so with the loss, Portland falls four games below 500 now <laughs> and into 12th place in the Western Conference. So they went into last night's game in 11th place, and now they fell to 12th place. And again, it's a really tight pack. And so they can definitely turn it around here. They got time to go, but not going to get any easier, at least in the short term. Blazers hit the road for six straight games starting tomorrow in Atlanta. That's at 430. Well, as you heard in the discussion with Miriam, Lent begins the 40 days leading to Easter, where Catholics were called to fast and abstain from certain things in preparation for the celebration of victory over sin and death. Isabella Carvajal from Alatea.org found some suggestions taken from Pope Francis' messages, addresses, and homilies 
of things we can't abstain from. So here All we're right. going to talk about this throughout the show. First, he says, abstain from avoiding God. He said, Lent is indeed the favorable time to return to what is essential, to divest ourselves of all that weighs us down, to be reconciled with God, and to rekindle the fire, the Holy Spirit hidden beneath the ashes of our frail humanity. He said this in Mass, on Ash Wednesday Mass of this year. Yeah. Secondly, he says, abstain from spiritual arrogance. Now, during his Sunday Angelus address on October 23rd of last year, Pope Francis warned against spiritual arrogance that makes us put ourselves before others and before God. He said it stops us from going toward others where there is too much I and too little God. Ah, I like that. Talk about these throughout today's show, too. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, one way that you can take on a Lenten practice is by attending Adoration. And today, from 8 a.m. until 6.30, you can attend Adoration at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception right here in Portland. You can contact the parish to sign up for a regular hour, or if you're in town today, we'll make it a point to stop in for a little while. Now, remember, you can find the details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar. You're going to find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. All right, what do we have coming up in our interview segment? David, calling all men. The Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance wants you. That's after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Thomas Nathy, the pastor of Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver, Washington. Let us pray the prayer for peace by St. Therese of Lisieux. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, eternal priest, keep your priests within the shelter of your sacred heart, where none may touch them. Keep unstained their anointed hands, which daily touch your sacred body. Keep unsullied their lips, daily purpled with your precious blood. Keep pure and unearthly their hearts, sealed with the sublime mark of the priesthood. Let your holy love surround them and shield them from the world's contagion. Bless their labors with abundant fruit, and may the souls to whom they minister be their joy and consolation here and in heaven their beautiful and everlasting crown. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. 
Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bezenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. 7.43 at Mater Day Radio. Well, 100% chance of rain and breezy today. (laughs) Did you get rain coming in this morning? Uh, Just a little bit. I got a little sprinkle going on too. We'll have a high of 46 degrees, then showers overnight tonight. Possibly maybe a little snow in there again with the mix. Low of 36, and then it looks like about a 90% chance of rain. Maybe again a little wintry mix for Friday with a high of 44. All my snow gear is still in my family room. I keep (laughs) wanting to put it away, but I feel like if I do, it's going to snow again. Don't put it away. Okay, 34 degrees at St. John's Catholic Church up in Welsh's. And it's 39 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield. Well, a group of four laymen, a priest and a deacon, they met one evening. Well, maybe that sounds like the beginning of a funny story, even a joke, but well, they were not joking when they got together and very focused on helping men strengthen their relationship with Jesus Christ. So what developed was a vision to unify the efforts of Catholic men's groups and to advance Catholic ministry to men with mentorship, expertise, and essential resources. Now, recognizing the very evident need for ministry to men in the Catholic Church and culture, the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance was formed. Well, they're now inviting men from across the U.S. and the world to be leaders and strong men of faith. There is a special event coming up on March 11th, and joining me this morning with all of the details is Dan Donaldson. He is the Vice President of Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. Good morning, Dan. Thanks so much for joining the Morning Blend today. Good morning, Brenda. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so thrilled to be with you and your listeners on Modern Day Radio. Well, Dan, you worked in secular business for 20 years, you know, before turning your expertise to ministry. Kind of tell our listeners a little bit more about how you came to join Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. Sure. Thanks for asking. And and first and foremost, I started my career in the Tri-Cities, Washington. I'm, I'm born and bred in Walla Walla, Washington, so I'm a Northwest boy uh, and born and raised out there. And I worked in uh, the sports marketing field and then uh, moved into the pharmaceutical industry into sales and leadership roles and um, loved what I did, worked in um, for Fortune 50 companies in the, in the pharmaceutical industry and was very, very blessed uh, for a couple of decades and discovered in 2015 that the pharmaceutical company that I was working for started doing human embryonic stem cell research in the specific area that was my expertise, which was endocrinology. And I knew then and there that ostensibly my career was over uh, because I I could not participate in that because uh, human embryonic stem cell research kills babies. Um, So I began a novena to St. Joseph of the Worker and this was in late April of 2015. And in the middle of that novena, I was approached by a friend of mine named Dr. Tim Gray, who is the president of the Augustine Institute. 
and he told me that the Augustine Institute was merging with Lighthouse Catholic Media and launching this new platform called Formed. And he said, hey, would you would you consider coming to help us out with that? And I said, well, funny you should ask. And so um, I, that's how I, I started my venture into uh, the Catholic nonprofit world, and it's been just a total blessing ever since. Um, from there, um, I spent five years with the Augustine Institute and then worked with a very dear friend of mine, Chris Stefanik, at Real Life Catholic for a couple of years, helping him and his organization get through COVID. And I was invited by the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance to come on board last fall. And it has been an absolute blessing. This is exactly where God has called me to be. And I'm thrilled to tell all your listeners about our upcoming Heroic Men's Summit on March 11th. Dan, you and I can both attest that working in ministry is such a blessing and it brings us such joy. Of course, that is not the case for the majority of Catholics out there. Their jobs are in the secular world. Now, before you left your job as in the pharmaceutical industry, was that difficult for you? Meaning that, you know, you had been so blessed for so many years, raised a family, and then to put it all on the line because your Catholic faith came right up against what you were doing in your work. Did you like think to yourself, God, why is this happening to me? That I, I, I want to continue to provide for my family, but well, this is just not going to work out. I, I didn't. I, I didn't. Wow. Didn't question that. Um, and it's not because I'm some type of heroic person. It was just it it was just see it was so matter of fact and it was just uh, i can't do this okay well let's find something else to do and i i i, I really trust god i really mm. um he's blessed us he's blessed my family we've been through some some definite trials my wife is a brain cancer survivor um she, we discovered that she had a 13 centimeter tumor in her left frontal lobe in 2010 um, and she, at that time, was given two to five years to live. Um, she's still with us, by the way. Um, but um, th- you know, really, the, the job thing was just minor compared to that. Wow, um, for sure. And it was just it's, it was just matter of fact. And it's just like, okay, well, on to the next thing. You must have something better in store. That's that's uh, was my my thought process. Well, you definitely have a benefit of perspective, and I think that's a great reminder to all of us when facing difficult situations that, well, it's a matter of perspective, and we have to put our trust in the Lord just like you did, Dan. Dan Donaldson is joining me today. He is the vice president of Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. They got a special event that, well, the entire community is invited to attend. Well, let's talk about the alliance now. Catholic Men's Leadership and Alliance. Tell us a little bit about what your mission is there and how what kind of work you're doing in dioceses across the country. Thank you. Well, first of all, you can check us out at catholicmenleaders.org, catholicmenleaders.org. And our mission is pretty darned straightforward. We exist to ignite, empower, and equip ministry to men throughout the world. Our motto is simple, strengthen the man, strengthen the family, strengthen the family, strengthen the church, strengthen the church, 
transform the culture. Mm. We believe that wholeheartedly, and we do three things. We do inspiring events like our event coming up on March 11th. It's a, a heroic men summit. Our keynote speakers are Bishop Andrew Cousins from the Diocese of Crookston, and who is also heading up the Eucharistic revival in the United States. Dr. Edward, and by the way, Dr. Uh, Bishop Cousins is giving a talk on Eucharistic masculinity. Dr. Edward Sri will also be joining us. He's a very popular author and speaker. I call him the Energizer Bunny of the Catholic world because this man has energy like no one I've ever seen before, but he's an amazing speaker, amazing author. He's going to be doing a talk on Eucharistic discipleship. And then we have a young man joining us from the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. He is a regional director with them. His name is John Michael Lucido. He's 25 years old. He's married, and he and his wife have two children, one with severe special needs. And John Michael Lucido has an amazing Eucharistic testimony that he's going to share. The theme of this Heroic Men's Summit, and you can register for free, it's totally free, and you can register at heroicmen.com um, for free. It, the theme of it is Rising from Ashes, and with the, the Eucharist being our source of transformation, power, and strength as men. Heroic Men's Summit, March 11th, just go to heroicmen.com to register for free. And... Men, I want to invite you, don't just come and be, be a spectator to it. Invite a brother or a group of brothers to join you for the summit. It's, it's going to be less than two hours long, three great talks. But we also, when you register, you're going to get access to a free discussion guide so that you can uh, discuss what's what's being shared by Bishop Cousins and Dr. Sri and John Michael Lucido. And just remember this, Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron, so one man strengthens another. So invite a brother to join you to participate in the Road Men's Summit on March 11th. And by the way, that will be at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Great information and more you will be able to find out online about the Heroic Men's Summit coming up. Dan, I've loved our conversation so much, but there is a lot more I want to talk to you about. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? I'd love to. 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Thursday morning. If you haven't done so yet, how about downloading our free Hail Mary media app? All the details are on our website. You can access our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Tune in to live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio and lots of Lenten resources on there as well. It's Mater Day Radio's Hail Mary media app. Details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com. 
or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Francis Speaks, from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. Guard against all pride, vanity, envy, avarice, the cares and worries of this world, distraction, and complaining. And if you do not have book learning, do not be eager to acquire it, but pursue instead what you should desire above all else, namely, to have the Spirit of the Lord and His grace working in you, to pray always with purity of heart, and to have humility, patience in persecution and infirmity, and to love those who persecute, rebuke, and slander you. Because the Lord says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Blessed are those who are persecuted in the cause of uprightness. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Anyone who stands firm to the end will be saved. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. Support from Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, even a little bit of exercise can be helpful. We'll have a new study for you in the news. And even with the warning from the Vatican, German bishops push forward informing their own synodal council. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we're talking about St. Agnes of Bohemia. She was born not just Agnes, but Princess Agnes to King Ottokar I in 1211. As a noble, her life seemed destined to be one of comfort, ease, and of course, royal court politics. In those times, a girl of her position was seen mostly as a tool for political gain. And sure enough, at just eight years old, she was betrothed to the young son of the Holy Roman Emperor. Six years passed, and these marriage plans eventually fell through. Agnes's father shifted gears as quickly as he could and instead tried to have her engaged to King Henry III of England. Unfortunately for him, this plan was immediately stopped by the Holy Roman Emperor, who had evidently decided he wanted Agnes for himself. Agnes, now old enough to have a voice of her own, however small, found a way to tell her father and any potential suitors 
Enough is enough. She appealed to Pope Gregory IX, expressing her desire to dedicate herself entirely to God. This bold move instantly invalidated any further arranged marriages she might have been forced into, and of course, was a great disappointment to the Roman Emperor, who famously said in response, if she had left me for a mortal man, I would have taken vengeance with the sword. But I cannot take offense because in preference to me, she has chosen the king of heaven. Following this declaration, Agnes set aside her noble lineage and focused all her energies on helping the poor and the sick. She founded the convent of the Order of Poor Clares, where she worked as a nun, cooking for and clothing beggars, lepers, and so many others who were in desperate need. During this time, she also corresponded with St. Clare, who was very much a kindred spirit. Both of these saintly women had defied a authority in their youth in order to fulfill their true calling. Fittingly for someone who was born a noble, but willingly humbled herself in order to help the lowliest of the poor, St. Agnes of Bohemia was a symbol of mortification and sacrifice. Of course, it couldn't have been easy. I mean, we're talking about a woman who was born into riches and grew up entirely accustomed to the, all the comforts that come with her lofty station. In the world of today, we've gotten used to having so many comforts, talking with loved ones at the push of a button, being able to stop somewhere and get a warm meal in minutes, and a lot more beyond this. Sometimes it's really hard to stay in control of these comforts and not let them control us instead. Agnes was wise enough to see that all of her comforts came at a cost. As a princess, she was just a pawn to be used by powerful figures. But as a nun, she was valued and beloved by so many. You could easily say that only when she took her vow of poverty did she become truly free. Even after her death in 1282, it seemed like Agnes was not one for titles. She was enthusiastically celebrated as a holy figure, but it wasn't until way later in the 19th century that she was beatified and then the 20th century when she was finally canonized under Pope John Paul II. May each of us learn from St. Agnes to practice true humility and sacrifice. St. Agnes of Bohemia, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or for Lenten resources, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, Attorney General Merrick Garland on Wednesday fielded questions from lawmakers regarding alleged anti-Catholic, anti-pro-life bias within the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. In his responses to questioning before the Senate Judiciary Committee, the Attorney General called a now-retracted Richmond FBI memo that suggested investigating traditionalist Catholics for possible ties to domestic terrorists appalling. The now-retracted memo discussed investigating Catholic parishes that offer the traditional Latin Mass in certain Catholic online communities. Senator Mike Lee of Utah noted that there have been 81 reported attacks on pro-life pregnancy centers and only two individuals have been charged. He said also, well, 34 pro-life activists have been charged for blocking access or vandalizing abortion clinics. Now, Garland acknowledged the disparity in prosecutions and attributed it to pro-life activists' tendency to operate openly in the light of day. He went on to say those who are attacking the pregnancy resource centers, which is a horrid thing to do, are doing this at the night in, in the dark. He said, we have put full resources on this. We have put rewards out for investigations. 
Now, despite repeated warnings from the Vatican, a letter by the president of the German Bishops Conference published Wednesday confirms that plans for a German Synodal Council are progressing. Now, in the letter dated February 23rd and published on March 1st, Bishop George Batzing writes that the German bishops take the Vatican's concerns about the German Synodal Council seriously. Now, the German bishop tells the cardinals a German synodal committee would prepare a synodal council over three years. This move, Batzing writes, is a sign that there is still a great need for clarification regarding future synodal cooperation. In a four-page letter in January, the Vatican wrote that neither the synodal way nor a body appointed by it nor bishops' conference have the competence to establish the synodal council at the national, diocesan, or parish level. Now, Batson's response says that the German side now wants to delve into the theological issues raised by Rome. German bishops are meeting this week in East German town of Dresden for their plenary assembly. Well, changes could be ahead for Portland's busy Expo Center that has hosted a variety of events over the years. At a joint session of the Metro Council this week, Chief Operating Officer Marissa Madrigal recommended changing the focus of the Expo Center to prioritize professional, amateur, and recreational sporting events as the primary markets. Now, the focus on sports could range from indoor track meets to team sports tournaments. The recommendation also calls for recognition of the Expo Center's historical significance as a place where Japanese Americans reported on their way to prison camps during World War II. In addition, the recommendation calls for recognizing the site's pre-colonial history and its importance to indigenous peoples. Well, Portland is set to increase public charging stations for electric vehicles throughout the city to meet the needs of residents who cannot afford to charge their cars at home. And on Wednesday, Portland City Council unanimously approved the City Bureau of Transportation's EV charging in the right-of-way project. This will allow vehicle charging companies and utilities to install public chargers in areas throughout the city that currently lack the infrastructure. The program is intended to increase charging reliability, affordability, and access for renters and those living in multi-dwelling units without access to the chargers. Now, the program will install level two chargers, which can fuel up a car in about four hours. All right. Well, Brenda, even if it's just for a short amount of time, it's good to get a little exercise. Oh. Absolutely. So says a broad new study released by the British Journal of Sports Medicine this week. So in general, the study shows that just 11 minutes of moderate to vigorous intensity aerobic activity per day could lower your risk of cancer, cardiovascular disease, or premature death. Aerobic activities include like walking, dancing, running, jogging, cycling, swimming. You can gauge the intensity level of an activity by your heart rate and how hard you're breathing as you move. So generally, being able to talk but not sing during an activity would make it moderate intensity. Vigorous intensity is marked by the inability to carry on a conversation. So 1 in 10 premature deaths could have been prevented if everyone achieved even half the recommended level of physical activity, the authors report in the study. What is half of the recommended? Well, I think it, I got to go back and look. Did I want to say it was like 
I know it's yeah, not long. Even it's the not recommended is not a lot of time. No. Uh, and, and here, again, the point being is just 11 minutes of moderate to vigorous exercise goes is, a long way. Goes a long way. I just wish it would warm up. I know. It's, it's hard to go walking when it is it so is. dark and gray out, yeah. too. Well, you can stand in your living room and run in place. There you go. How about that? Housework. Yeah. Housework will do it. Well, with inflation rates climbing, many are feeling the pinch of higher prices for many items and services. And it seems, David, even the tooth fairy isn't immune to inflation this year. I'll bet, yeah. Turns out the value of a single lost tooth is at a record high with the average gift she is doling out at $6.23. No kidding. That's up from 5.36 last year. Mm. Yeah, that is a whopping 379% increase from 1980 or excuse me, 1998 when a lost tooth got you about a buck 30. Mhm. So Delta Dental's 2023 annual poll released this week on National Tooth Fairy Day. That was Tuesday. Found the average amount the tooth fairy is doling out for a single lost tooth is up 16% over last year. And what is interesting is that she seems to be giving out more money for a first tooth hmm. that is lost rather than the rest of them. All right. Now, Delta Dental predicts that at the rate values have increased in the poll's 25 years, it is possible that by the year 2048, mm-hmm. the tooth fairy could be leaving $30 <laughs> for a single tooth. Okay. $30. David, I'm going to start pulling all my teeth out to get that money. Yeah, I, I don't know if you want to go that far, but that's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal. 2048. Yeah. There's a lot of time between now and then, but yeah. Uh, wow, wow that would be something. I haven't seen the Tooth Fairy in a while. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty good payoff for sure. In sports, first round of the Pac-12 Women's Basketball Conference Tournament is in the books, and it was a positive day for the Oregon schools in Las Vegas. Oregon State defeated USC 56-48, to and in a tight contest, Oregon downed Washington 52-50. to Both teams now advance to the quarterfinals. The Ducks will face sixth-ranked Stanford at 2.30 this afternoon, while the Beavers have the nightcap, meeting 20th-ranked Colorado. That's at 8.30. Other quarterfinal matchups have UCLA versus Arizona at noon today, and Washington State takes on Utah at 6. Cougars beat Cal yesterday to advance. All the games are televised on the Pac-12 network. University of Portland men's basketball team opens West Coast Conference tournament play this evening at Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. The Pilots play San Diego at 6 o'clock. That game televised on Root Sports. Well, as Lent marks the 40 days leading up to Easter, where Catholics are called to fast and abstain from certain things in preparation for the celebration of victory over sin and death, Isabella Carvajo from Alatea.org found seven suggestions taken from Pope Francis' messages, addresses, and homilies on things to abstain from. Okay. So we started talking about this in the last half hour. She said, abstain from avoiding God. She also found that Pope Francis said, to abstain from spiritual arrogance. Mm -hmm. Now she goes on to point out, thirdly, you should abstain from digital media platforms. Very good. In fact, in his 2022 Lent message, Pope Francis said this liturgical period is perfect for resisting the temptation of digital media, which impoverishes human relationships. He encourages cultivating 
authentic encounters face to face. And he also said, abstain from polarization and division. Mm -hmm. This one is fantastic. It's easy to get caught in the debates and divisions that affect society daily. However, Pope Francis calls Catholics to be not either or, but both and combining differences. In an interview with Jesuit Media Outlet America published in November of 2022, he clearly stated polarizations is not Catholic. That is very, very true. Does she happen to mention on there abstaining from potato chips? Uh, Looking ahead, no, David, so I think you're in the clear for your breakfast. (laughs) It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Friday at 7 o'clock, it is the Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Society Information Night happening at Aquinas Hall, Holy Rosary Parish in Portland. At the Parent Information Night, parents will have the opportunity to meet the Chesterton Academy faculty, current families, and learn about its classical Catholic curriculum. That's a lot of C's there. Curriculum, yes. Classical Catholic curriculum. There you go. You can find the details on that and more by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. I keep telling my wife, don't buy any more potato chips because I have no willpower. Yeah. Well, you know, what am I supposed to do? Maybe she's buying them for herself (laughs) and you're getting into her stash. (laughs) I, I think that's the case. Brenda continues her interview on a men's conference coming up right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them, send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. This Lent, Mater Dei Radio is teaming up with Ave Maria Press for the dynamic program, Return. Join Father John Burns on the Hail Mary Media app as he guides you through prayer and meditation into a fuller experience of Easter's joy. 
And that's what I wanted to carry through the journal is the desire of God, not just that we would turn away from sin, that we'd come back, but that the return would be wholehearted. But the why for all of our Lenten practices really has to be for love, especially in view of a turning from sin and coming into communion with Jesus, who was in love with us and is trying to draw us into that divine embrace. Journey through Lent with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it now by searching Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for more details. And prepare for the fullness of Easter's joy with Father John Burns and the Return Program on the Hail Mary Media app from Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 8.15 of Monterey Radio. Rainy and breezy today, a high of 46 degrees. Showers overnight tonight. Could be a little snow mixed in there, low of 36. And then rain, possibly snow showers for Friday with a high of 44. Currently it is 39 degrees at St. Mary's Catholic Church up north in Castle Rock, Washington. And it is 39 degrees at Regis St. Mary's Schools in Staten. Well, I am continuing now my conversation with Dan Donaldson. Dan is the vice president of Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. They have a wonderful event coming up. It is the Heroic Men's Summit. It is an online summit conference on March 11th. And Dan is joining me today to tell us a little bit more about it. Well, Dan, let's talk about you. You introduced us to this conference and you've got some great speakers. Tell us, who are you hoping to reach? You said man should invite a man, but are you looking to, for specific leaders that are working within parishes or within men's ministries? Or is this just a broad brush that it's the role of every Catholic man to be a leader and should be joining in this conference? Well, it is the role of every Catholic man as a baptized Christian to be a leader and to share the gospel. That is our calling as baptized Christians, as Catholic men, uh, to share the gospel. So, yes, we're all called to, to be leaders in one shape or form, uh, 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 you know, any, if you think about it. Um, so, uh Everybody and anybody is invited to join us. If you're in a leadership role, please join us. Um, and we're going to invite you to also raise your hand. We want to help you. Uh, we had talked a little bit earlier, Brenda, about what the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance does. We put on inspiring events like this Heroic Men's Summit. We also provide engaging resources like our free online platform and app called Heroic Men. So that's at heroicmen.com and it's chock full of literally thousands of videos, uh, audio talks, movies, and so forth. Um, that's available too. But we also provide leadership coaching and we coach on how to be effective with small groups. Because as I mentioned a little bit earlier in our conversation, iron sharpens iron, so one man strengthens another. Men need men. Men need other men. And we need to be able to gather as men together in small groups with one another. And you can think about it, that's exactly what Jesus did. He did that for three years with 12 of his best buddies and uh, helped them to grow in their relationship with him. And we're called to do the same. So we coach on uh, effective small group discipleship, and we coach on uh, leadership conferences or men's conferences. And you guys in Portland have an amazing men's conference. I think you wrapped up a, a couple of months ago, but led by 
Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Deacon James Thurman. Uh, by the way, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers is on the board of the Catholic Men's Leadership wow. Alliance, and he's one of the founders. So we're really proud, and we can actually say we have some of our roots in Portland. Uh, but going back to your original question, um, this event on March 11th, the Heroic Men Summit, register for free men at heroicmen.com um, and invite a brother, but it's for every man, not not whether you think you're a leader or not. And then, Dan, your hopes then after this conference, again, it is a focused time. You have a great lineup of speakers. And then your hope then for men to do after this conference, how can they then take that that enthusiasm? You know, it's real easy to be enthused and focused when you're there at a conference surrounded by strong men that support each other. But then, well, then life comes at you. And we know the closer we get to the Lord, well, boy, the stronger the forces of evil try to really disrupt that fire within you. What are your hopes in following up on this conference that people will be able to do and join in right in their own diocese? This is my absolute passion. You just did. You you might have just got me on a soapbox, Brenda. Um, my hope is that men would continue to gather together. And I'm going to read something. This is a, a, a scripture passage that I've been reflecting on and praying with for a number of months, actually. It's from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So the inspired author of Hebrews is encouraging us to continue to meet together. Why? So we can stir one another up to love and good works. So this is not just a one-time event. We, we, we hope that this event on March 11th will be inspiring, will be uplifting, will be formative in lots of ways. But we hope that it'll be an impetus for men to continue to gather with one another so that we can grow in our faith together and become the men that we are called to be, men after God's own heart, and to, to be the husband, brothers, sons uh, that, we, that we've been called to be, Oh, and fathers. Absolutely. Boy, I am inspired, Dan, and I hope that our listeners are inspired. We know Christ did not send them out one at a time by themselves to the world, but he sent them out to at a time. And boy, that is exactly hopefully how you will be able to continue the passion from the upcoming Heroic Men's Summit. Dan, it's been a great conversation. Remind our listeners again where they can find out more information about Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance and the Heroic Men's Summit. I'm going to give you two easy websites. The first one is heroicmen.com heroicmen.com go there register sign up for free to access that platform in the app and you can also register for the heroic men summit on march 11th you can also learn more about the catholic men's leadership alliance at catholicmenleaders.org 
catholicmenleaders.org. And thank you, Brenda, for oh. having me on today. It has been a total blessing, and I'm just so grateful to you. Oh, and it has been a wonderful opportunity for me as well, Dan, to talk with you. I'd love it if you join us on the show again in the future. I'd be happy to. Thanks so much. And God bless you and all your listeners. God bless you, too. And again, that is Dan Donaldson from Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. To make it easier, those links that Dan just talked about, I'm going to put those on the podcast of this interview. In fact, Mater Day Radio has a special affiliate registration link that I will attach that will also get you right to where you need to be to register for this wonderful online event. And you're going to find those links. Links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 823 at Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Thursday morning. Have you looked at our community calendar of late? Yes. I, in fact, I guilt because I look at it every day. Yeah. There is so much happening. Man, if you want to know what's happening around the Archdiocese of Portland, check out Mater Dei Radio's community calendar because it is just loaded with activities this time of year. A lot, lot of Lenten happenings going on, as well as other things, too. you got the men's conference, as you were just talking about. So again, if you want to be in the know about happenings at the Archdiocese, throughout the Archdiocese of Portland, check out Mater Dei Radio's community calendar under the Get Involved menu on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. CYO is the only youth sports program in Oregon that inspires athletes to learn respect and dignity while building confidence, friendships, and teamwork through faith in God instilled by Catholic teachings. CYO enriches lives and builds a stronger faith community by bringing Jesus Christ to youth through sports participation. With every CYO sport, our coaches and staff inspire today's youth to become faith-filled leaders. Track and field registration is now open. Register at CYOCampHoward.org. Help the kids in your life experience personal growth in a team atmosphere, fueling their future to become winners through Christ. Summer camp registration is open, and we are currently hiring camp counselors as well as officials for CYO track and field. Visit CYOCampHoward.org for more information. Thank you, and God bless you. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at CYOCampHoward.org. That's CYOCampHoward.org. 
Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Modern Day Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at MontredayRadio.com. That's MontredayRadio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Monterey Radio. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 826 at Mater Day Radio and COVID cases continue to fall in Oregon. We'll have the latest in the news. And many travelers on that tragic train crash in Greece were traveling home from an event honoring the beginning of Lent. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Dante Schmitz, Brighter Than the Sun. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Darkness 
That is Dante Schmidt and Brighter Than the Sun. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Pope Francis sent a message on Wednesday to express his condolences for Tuesday night's train crash near the Greek city of Larissa, assuring those affected of his prayers. Devin Watkins from Vatican News has the report. Pope Francis sent a message on Wednesday to express his condolences for a train crash near the Greek city of Larissa, assuring those affected of his prayers. In response to the tragedy, the Pope conveyed his blessing upon those injured in the head-on collision and the emergency workers who are providing assistance as a pledge of strength and solidarity in the Lord. Entrusting the souls of the deceased to the loving mercy of Almighty God, he wrote, I offer heartfelt condolences to the families who mourn their loved ones. Greece's government has declared three days of national mourning and ordered flags to be flown at half-mast until Friday in honor of those who died in the crash. Many of the passengers were reportedly traveling home after a long holiday weekend to mark the beginning of Greek Orthodox Lent. Now, Greek President Katerina Sakharopoulou cut short a visit to Moldova on Wednesday and expressed her sorrow over the crash, saying, I express my condolences to those who lost loved ones or suffered in this disaster. Even at this moment, she said, a life-saving operation is going on to help those who are on this train. Well, as Oregon marks its three-year anniversary of its first COVID-19 case, the news a little more positive as there has been an 18% drop in new reported weekly coronavirus cases and an 18-bed drop in hospitalizations connected to the virus. Now, some of those numbers could be attributed in a 13% decline in total tests reported to the state. Needless to say, health officials have not said they are anticipating case or hospitalization surges in the near future. Nationally, the continuing positive outlook means the federal public health emergency declared in 2020 will be allowed to expire May 11th in Oregon, a state of emergency prompted by a surge of a variety of respiratory viruses is scheduled to expire next Monday. Now, the state has yet to say when it will lift the most prominent holdover of the pandemic era rules, and that would be the requirement to wear masks in health care settings. So it's interesting. You're talking about the three-year anniversary right. of the first COVID case. So thinking about here at Matre Radio, remember March three years ago? Right. Yeah. How uh, uncertain it all felt like leaving. I think it was uh, like a Friday, maybe, yeah. taking our computers home with us. Yep thinking, now what's going to happen? And it was through that weekend that the shutdown happened. Even kids were bringing all of their books home. Mm -hmm. I remember picking my son up from school. He was in eighth grade at St. Joe's. And he came home with literally every one of his books. I said, what are you doing? And he said, well, the teacher said we should come home with all of our books because, well, we may not be back. And I thought, wow, that is something. When in-home Zoom, at home learning. Yeah, at home learning began, and we were doing like YouTube broadcasts and interviews. That's and, right. Yeah, wow. God bless Aaron, our uh, our programming engineer, because he was working here alone. That's right. Making sure that Matre Day Radio stayed on the air for weeks. Wasn't that something? Three that years was. ago. Well, March first marked the first day of meteorological spring. 
That is hard to tell if you stepped outside. You may not see any signs of a warm-up this month either, according to KGW meteorologist Chris McGinnis. Now, March 1st is expected to bring a high, 42 degrees. And that's a well below the 54 degrees, which is the average high temperature for March 1st. Now, by March 31st, the average high rises to 59 degrees and the low, 42 degrees. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Climate Prediction Center released its monthly outlook, and it shows generally cooler-than-average temperatures. In fact, the Pacific Northwest is likely to see temperatures upwards of a 90% below average between March 6th and March 10th. Now, we've been hearing talk about meteorologists and the meteorological spring. Right. Now, those seasons are based on the calendar and annual temperature cycles, whereas mm-hmm. astronomical seasons based on the rotation of the Earth around the sun, according to Noah. And that would be March 20th. March when 20th spring begins. brings on spring. March 12th brings on spring ahead when we've got to begin <laughs> daylight right. savings time. So the I, only thing I can say about the cooler March is maybe that means I won't have to bring the lawnmower out as quickly. As soon as, as yeah. typically. Yeah, oh, gosh. So, well, yeah. all right. Yeah, we'll see. If it must be, March <laughs> is starting to get a little bit lower on the favorite <laughs> of the top 12. Yes, it is. That's for sure. Drug maker Eli Lilly will cut prices for some older insulins later this year and immediately expand a cap on costs insured patients pay to fill prescriptions. The moves announced Wednesday promise critical relief to some people with diabetes who can face annual costs of more than $1,000 for insulin they need in order to live. Now, Lilly's change also comes as lawmakers and patients advocate pressure drug makers to do something about the soaring prices. Lilly says it will cut the list price for its most commonly prescribed insulin, Humalog, and for another insulin, Humalin, by 70% in the fourth quarter, which starts in October. Now, the drug maker didn't detail what the new prices would be. Patient advocates have long called for insulin price cuts to help uninsured people who would not be affected by price caps tied to insurance coverage. And with inflation rates continuing to climb, many are feeling the pinch of higher prices for many items and services. And it seems, well, even the tooth fairy Mm -hmm. isn't immune to inflation this year. Turns out the value of a single lost tooth is at record highs, with the average gift reaching $6.23. That's up from $5.36 in 2022. Right. Now, that is a whopping 379% increase way back in 1998 when a lost tooth fetched about $1.30 on average. Mm-hmm. Delta Dental's 2023 annual report released this week on National Tooth Fairy Day, that was on Tuesday, found the average amount the tooth fairy is doling out for a single lost tooth is up 16% from last year. Now, what's interesting is that she seems to be giving out more for the first tooth rather than any of the rest. Okay. Delta Dental predicts that the rate values have increased in the polls 25 years. It's possible by 2048, the tooth fairy could be leaving 
$30 under the pillow for a single tooth. You know what's funny is I wonder that if maybe uh, in 2048 that the tooth fairy might just give up cash altogether and then just, you know, the kids leave a QR code yeah. next to their bed and she just makes the transfer. I think that's the way to go. Just right <laughs> into the account. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> when you listen to the uh, recording at the bank to hear where you're uh deposits have uh-huh. come from that would oh, be yeah just a direct the, deposit from the tooth from fairy's the tooth fairy. office yeah, that's right i'm trying to remember <laughs> when the tooth fairy was delivering money at our home many many years ago what the what the going rate was at that time for the tooth fairy um i'm pretty sure our kids were getting around a dollar or two yeah i very distinctly though remember one time when i was young i i had to go to the dentist because one of my baby teeth actually it didn't want to leave its position and the new tooth was coming up under it and actually broke it into a few little pieces and so they gave me the tooth in this little square box it was exactly the size of two quarters the next morning. Oh, she was able to put exactly two quarters for one of my teeth. I think ours was so long ago that they were getting a shiny new penny. A shiny penny. That's yeah. what you got. You could get into <laughs> the movies for that, huh, David? That's right. Exactly. In sports, well, when they need wins for their playoff aspirations, they're not getting them. The Portland Trailblazers falling to the New Orleans Pelicans last night at the Moda Center. The final 121 to 110. Portland led for much of the night against the Pelicans before allowing a 15-4 run in the fourth quarter. That sealed their fate. Damian Lillard once again led the Blazers with 41 points, 8 rebounds. Uh, Jeremy Grant scored 28. So with the loss, Portland falls four games below 500 and into 12th place in the Western Conference. Not going to get any easier in the short term as the Blazers hit the road now for six straight games starting tomorrow in Atlanta at 430. Pac-12 Women's Basketball Tournament being played right now down in Las Vegas. Big day for the state schools. Both Oregon and Oregon State won their opening round games, and both schools were the lower seed. Wow. Yeah, Good so great for them. Yeah, Oregon uh, edged Washington 52-50. to Oregon State knocked off USC by, I'm not sure what the score were, 56-48 the score there. Washington State won as well, so they all advance now to the quarterfinals. And the University of Portland men's basketball team, they get started with tournament play down at New Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. That's tonight. The Pilots will play San Diego. Your Toreros. The Toreros Toreros from down south. Now, all of these games and wins, they have implications on them moving towards the national tournaments, correct? Yes. I I think in the University of Portland's case, they would have to win the tournament and advance with the automatic bid. I don't think they have enough wins to advance as an at-large team. But you never know. You know, never know. They got to play. They they probably have to face St. Mary's or Gonzaga, who are both both nationally ranked teams. So we'll see. Lent marks these 40 days leading up to Easter and Catholics were called to fast and abstain from certain things in preparation for the celebration of victory over sin and death. And as we have been talking about throughout the show today, Isabella Carvajo from Alatea.org found seven suggestions taken from Pope Francis' messages, addresses, and homilies as to things we can abstain from this year. And you know, some people have been doing that rotation, like this week I'm focusing on this, Mm -hmm. next week I'm going to focus on this, and, and kind of really make it a journey as we process to Easter. So we talked about abstain from avoiding God, abstain from spiritual arrogance. 
Then there was abstaining from digital media platforms and polarizations and divisions. Now, she goes on to point out that Pope Francis said we should abstain from being indifferent Mm -hmm. to others. Indifference to our neighbors and to God also represents a real temptation for us Christians. He said each year during Lent, we need to hear once more the voice of the prophets who cry out and trouble our conscience. Abstain from, David, Yes. unnecessary noise. I like that. Unnecessary noise. Wow. Pope Francis emphasized the importance of silence in a general audience on December 15th, 2021. And then lastly, this was probably harder than it seems like, abstain from narcissism, victimhood, and pessimism. Mm -hmm. Now, in his Pentecost homily for 2020, Pope Francis identified three main enemies that prevent us from receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. He says narcissism makes us idolize ourselves. Victims complain every day about their neighbor and pessimists. Well, they get angry with the world, but sits back and does nothing. So a few things that you can think about and abstain from. I'll put a link to that Alatea.org uh, article that I was just talking about. You can read more yeah. about it. Excellent. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday at noon is the monthly healing mass in honor of St. Peregrine happening at the Grotto here in Portland. At this mass, a blessing with a relic of St. Peregrine will be offered. You can find more details on these and other events. Just go to the community calendar at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. So coming up with our second cup this morning, I guess this could kind of go along with Lent in regards to limiting screen time. For sure. Right? We got some questions to decide whether or not you're getting too much. All right. We'll do that after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Atheists often justify their atheism by saying there's no scientific evidence for God. But this is problematic for two reasons. First, science can no more detect God than a metal detector can detect plastic cups. God, who is immaterial, is beyond the scope of scientific inquiry because science is restricted to detecting matter. This leads to a second critique. The argument confuses method with reality. Science's inability to detect God says nothing whether or not God exists. It's simply a manifestation of the limitations of its detecting powers. To say God doesn't exist because science can't detect him is to confuse the limitations of the method for knowing reality with what is real. So it really doesn't matter that science can't detect God and therefore is not a justifiable reason to be an atheist. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, 
We invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.46 at Mater Day Radio. It was funny, I was just looking outside and I saw a couple Don't snowflakes. Say it. I know. Uh. It's kind of warm, but I, there was still a cold up, upper atmosphere, I guess. Rain, showers, breezy today, high of around 46 degrees, then showers again overnight tonight. Again, maybe a rain-snow mix with a low of 36, and then possibly a rain-snow mix for Friday with a high of 44. Currently, it is 41 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And it is 39 degrees at Resurrection Church in Tualatin. It's good to the last drop. A second cup of the morning blend with David and Brenda. All right, David. First things first on today's second cup. Yes. Now, yesterday during our second cup segment, we went through the month of March, mm-hmm. highlighting all of the things that are happening, uh, including the change of the season, new springtime comes, we're going to spring ahead, and all of the St. Feast days. Now, typically, March 19th is the feast day of St. Joseph. Yeah. Now, on my Tan Books calendar in here, David, it is absent on Sunday and right. say on the on the next day on Monday it's not listed there but on your calendar you have the solemnity of St. Joseph moved yeah. to the Monday. I do. That would be the 20th. So we had a little bit of like, huh, somebody needs to tell us what is correct. Well, sure enough, I heard back from Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, along with his duties at the cathedral at St. Mary's. He's also remembered the director of divine worship yep. and he said yes. In fact, the solemnity of St. Joseph has been moved from its normal feast day on Sunday, and it is to be observed on the 20th this year. All right. So. There you have it. I feel much better now. I don't like <laughs> leaving our listeners kind of lost as to, yes. you know, not sure what uh, what's supposed to be right with so the liturgical calendar. The 20th it is. 20th it is. All right. So now down to business. Yes. David, how much time do you feel like you spend in front of a screen when you add it all together, looking at your phone, doing the work, maybe going home, watching videos or TV time, that kind of stuff? How much? Yeah. Are you talking like during the day? Like one day? One day. One day. Well, you know, do you want to include work in that because you're... Yeah, because you're... that's all... Because see, here's the thing. And and it's hard to... You know, you think about, oh, it's like, oh, not that time. But when you, you add up all of those minutes and times that you're looking at your screen at work, and then you go home and look at a screen, maybe do a little work on, on your home budgeting or whatever, you look at a TV, you look at your phone... It adds up. Oh, yeah. And for most people, it's far more than what they think it is. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now when you think about our kids, too. Now, there was the time, David, I mean, even for my own children, they didn't look at a computer all day long. 
They do now. Oh, yeah. Every kid gets their Chromebook. They're doing their paperwork online. They're connecting with their teachers. Some of them, like we just said, all those years of Zoom uh, at home school. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. So if you think that, you know, I think that we're getting too much. Well, here's some ideas about whether or not you're getting too much screen time and especially if your kids are getting too much. All right. Now, that was the first one. Objectively look and figure out how much time you're on the screen or in front of a screen, how much your kids are. Mm -hmm. Okay, be honest about that. Yeah. Next, decide if you're using that screen as a crutch. Maybe you're doing that because you're avoiding other work. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of let that screen go on. Maybe for parents, it's so easy. And we, you know, you and I both understand it, to be able to sit your kids in front of the screen. We used to use cartoons or Barney or whatever. Yeah. You need 30 minutes of time. So you put your kids in front of the TV to get your stuff done. Yeah. But then does one show lead to another show, Right. Yeah. lead to another show thinking, oh, I just want to finish this, you know, this work. And it's like, oh, they're so quiet now. I'm going to go do this thing that I've been putting off. Oh, I'd like to spend a little bit of time for myself. So is technology a crutch? Be aware of that. Mm -hmm. uh, you also need to, especially with kids, keep track of what they're watching, especially on their social media platforms. When the kids were kind of delving into that initially, I said, all right, we'll start with this one. But I'm on that list, too, right. so I can access what you're watching and know. Mm -hmm. And then, lastly, are you having, you know, signs of addiction, mm -hmm. right? You know, it's becoming a, a, an addictive thing. And algorithms, and you know, we talk about like TikTok, how government employees had to take that off their phone. You know, there are algorithms with those types of social media platforms that look at and analyze how much time you're spending on certain types of videos yeah. or certain videos that you just swipe through. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want that. And then what it starts to do, it starts putting in things that you seem to be looking at. Ah. And now you're spending hours and hours of it. Or do you find like you can't fall asleep without the TV on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's starting to have kind of addictive behavior that... It's important to try to break. Well, and I, sleep experts will tell you that you should, you know, like an hour before you go to bed, eliminate screen time. Yes. Because it activates your brain. Absolutely. Yeah. I need to do that. And, I, and I'm going to try. In fact, I just noticed that yesterday. I said, I went to bed. I started moving upstairs to get ready at eight o'clock because I've been staying up too late. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened is by the time I, you know, did all my evening routine, got into bed, it was nine o'clock. And then I watched TV yeah. for almost an hour. See there, and I, I said, no, well, that did me no good. Yeah. So from now on, David, no TV. No when TV, I go to bed. that's right. All right. <laughs> there are some suggestions too that they say to help you. They said just do a detox. Just commit to it. put, just get rid of it during certain hours and stick to it. Right. Right. Make sure you're using uh, technology only as a tool once you get home and we talked about reading, things mm -hmm. like that. Rekindle a love of traditional toys, books, an actual book. In fact, don't look at your reader, your e-reader. Actually open up open a, a book, book like and that. read it. So there's just some suggestion to help you overcome maybe your excess time on technology. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Matcha Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. Two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 8.55 at Mater Day Radio, a 100% chance of rain and breezy today. So we'll have a high of 46 degrees. Showers overnight tonight could be a little snow mixed in there, a low of 36. Then for Friday, again, 90% chance of showers, possibly a wintry mix as well with a high of 44. It's currently 43 degrees in the Rose City. All right. Well, I'm not going to put those snow clothes away just yet. Closing out our show today, here is Blanca with Echo. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Liz Blanca with Echo. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Oh, thank you so much for joining the Morning Blend on this Thursday, March 2nd. We mentioned this is a national go-read-a-book day. On read, the, across, read Across America Day. Read Across America Day on the birthday of Dr. Seuss. Of Dr. Seuss. I'm so, going to go yeah, look for my yeah. Dr. Seuss books. Yeah. That's those gone. are fantastic. I mean, I think I really have like originals, like from the 60s <laughs> yeah. even. Th- those are great. So anyway, we appreciate you listening. Tomorrow, Friday. Already. Look at that. Well, let's get ready right for it. Right through the week. That is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. You can live with passion with Father Cedric this evening at 730. We hope you have a very blessed day.